Hello, and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, it'll be the Jim and Jim Show. We're talking with Jim Gillespie, better known as James Gillespie, formal, I guess you should say, but we're going to call him Jim on this show. Jim Gillespie is director of Healthy Minds Fairfax, and so I think we've got an interesting conversation ahead of us to learn about that. So, Jim, thanks for for being with us on the podcast. Glad to be here. Look forward to the conversation. Absolutely, and an important one, too, Healthy Minds Fairfax. A lot of people maybe have not heard of what that is, so can you kind of give us a little overview or an explanation of the the Healthy Minds Fairfax uh, initiative or or program, if you will? Healthy Minds Fairfax was created by the Board of Supervisors to help families with children and youth who have mental health and substance use issues to get services and to increase the quality of those services. Uh, The county government is partnering with Fairfax County Public Schools, the Community Services Board, providers and family organizations to improve mental health services for kids and families across the whole community. Mm-hmm. We, we say that, and I'm going to kind of be the skeptic here or whatever. It all sounds great. It, you know, it sounds like, you know, wonderful, but is there really a need to have all this emphasis? There sure is. About one in five kids has a mental health or a substance use condition or will have one by the time they turn 18. And less than half of those kids get any kind of treatment. Families face a lot of obstacles to getting mental health treatment for their children. Sometimes they don't have any insurance. Mm. More and more often they have inadequate insurance, insurance that has really high co-pays or really high deductibles. And even more often they have trouble finding providers who will take their insurance? Mm. Uh, and I want to. I want to go back. I want to. I don't want to over. I don't want to go too fast on that statistic you mentioned. Say say that one again, and let's let that soak in to to everyone's mind here. That's one in five children. Twenty percent of children and teens in our community either have a mental health or a substance use condition now, or they will have one by the time they turn eighteen. Wow. Less than half of them get any kind of appropriate treatment. Wow. And, and I'm assuming, rightfully, well, I don't know rightfully, but I'm assuming that's the reason this program began. That's to, to correct. To address that need. That's correct. Our Community Services Board does a great job with the kids and families with the most complex issues and the highest risk issues. But more than 90% of families in our community get their mental health services privately and they're struggling to do so right now. Mm-hmm. So Healthy Minds Fairfax is filling in to really help increase access to services across all kids and families in the community. Mm, okay. Is there any research, any indication why that, that one out of five kids before 18, is there any, any research or anything that's been, been done to, to, to know why that, that occurs and, and, and or is it increasing? Uh, you know, did it used to be, you know, one out of, you know, one out of, I don't know what the number is to makes it lower, but sure. is, is it increasing? T- tough two-part question there. Um, the federal government uh, has been doing research in this for many years, and they don't believe the percentage itself is increasing. Uh, mm. There there always been kids and adults who struggle with mental and emotional issues 
Uh, one thing is that with the stigma of having a mental health issue right. decreased now, yeah. more and more people are open about the fact that they actually have a problem or an issue. However, the severity of those issues is increasing. Mm. Uh, the youth suicide rate yeah. is at a record high, and we're very, very concerned about that. Mm -hmm. When we talk about mental health issue, let's step back for a minute and, and, and kind of explain that. What, what do we mean when we, when we say that, that kind of clinical word, mental health issue? Mental health issues come on a whole continuum. Mm. Uh, there are issues such as anxiety and depression that a lot of people, both kids and adults, experience at some time in their lives. For most people, uh, those are situational, short-term issues, and with a little bit of counseling or informal support from friends and family, they get past those. Mm. For other people, those become lifelong chronic issues. Gotcha. And then there are more serious mental health issues, such as psychosis. I believe you had a, a show recently on that. These are very serious chronic mental health, health issues that are actually life-threatening. Mm. Fortunately, the prevalence of those is fairly low. Right, right. Um, parents, um, are there things that they should be maybe paying more attention to, things that if they kind of notice that, you know, should kind of raise the hair on the back of their neck kind of thing that sh they should pay attention to that may be signs or warning symptoms for, for their kids and, and mental health issues? The main things are if you see a change in the pattern of your child's behavior, of their lifestyle. Okay. If they were involved in activities and suddenly they dropped those activities. Mm -hmm. They had friends, suddenly they don't have friends. They used to go out and about, gotcha. now they stay at home. Right. The main thing a parent can do, whether or not their child is, is having those issues, is to ask about it. Uh, to ask your child directly, are you feeling anxious or overly stressed? Are you feeling depressed or down? How are, how are you feeling emotionally? Mm -hmm. To really teach your children that those are not uh, questions to be afraid of right. and that there, there are normal feelings, and if those feelings get out of hand, there are ways that can be dealt with in right. a very healthy way so that they get better, right. that they are not a secret. I think all of us get nervous or anxious at, at certain points you know, in, a, in our lives or daily activities going on. So having that conversation to those continued conversations to know how your child is feeling on a regular basis because maybe they are – more anxious prone or more nervous and so you just kind of know and then you'll be able to to comfort and it's not maybe something out of the ordinary but then when that nervousness or anxiety increases to a level you'll be able to kind of recognize that as well but it, it all goes back to as you're saying conversing with your child and, and kind of knowing what's going on that's right engage with your child all the time mm -hmm. even when they're an older teen and that takes a little more effort. Yes, it does. I've don't, got I've got one of those. <laughs> don't wait till you think they need you to engage with mm. them. Engage all the time. Right. That's not being a helicopter parent or being overly involved. That's being interested in someone you love and mm. staying in touch with them. Mm -hmm. Good advice there. When we say Healthy Minds Fairfax, are there services, programs? What's what's provided to um, let's, let's first of all talk about the, 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 um, the person that needs help. What kind of services or, or programs are available? 
In 2016, we initiated a program called Short-Term Behavioral Health Services. These are outpatient mental health services for teens uh, who have emergency, emerging mental health issues such as anxiety or depression. They are, uh, there are six to eight sessions of outpatient therapy offered by private therapists under contract, and they can be accessed within three to five days and there's no cost to the family. Oh. Referrals are from school social workers and school psychologists and the community services board. We also have a new program just starting up called Give an Hour. Give an Hour is a partnership with a national nonprofit that recruits private therapists to give an hour, to donate an hour of their time to provide therapy to kids in, family, in low and moderate income families mm. uh, and, uh, and help out one child at a time. On July 10th, we're going to be kicking off Given Hour oh, okay. with a Board of Supervisors proclamation. And at that point, Given Hour will be up and running. And listeners can learn more about it by going to the Given Hour website, which is fairfax at givenhour.org. At that point, they'll be able to find out if they're eligible for the service and actually be connected to a therapist wow. through that website. Wow, that's awesome. That's an awesome program. So that's kicking off July 10th, given hour. That's correct. Okay. So I assume that uh, not only can uh, uh, people in need go there, but also the therapist or professionals that you're r referring to, they can go there to register, to sign up, to donate their, their services at, th at that site as well? Or? That's right. The therapists can go to the website and they can sign up. And the Given Hour organization vets the therapists to make sure okay. that they have the proper licenses, right. proper insurance, so that families who access therapists through Given Hour can be assured right. that they are legitimate, trained professionals. And um, they'll be matched with therapists that are within a certain number of miles of their house, probably oh, nice. about five miles of their house. Wow. And they would contact the therapist directly uh, who, and be offered a Given Hour slot. Um, and the therapist commits to continue to provide that treatment for as long as the, the child needs it. And then when that child is done with her treatment, the therapist takes on another given hour client. Wow. So that's a huge commitment by the, by the professional, but, uh, you know, something that uh, I think all of us should be looking at doing in whatever career or profession we're doing is giving back. Yeah, we're really thankful to the private counselors and therapists and psychologists yeah, who are donating their time absolutely. for this. Given Hour has been really successful around the country providing this service for veterans and their families. Mm -hmm. And Fairfax County will be the first place that we try it for low and moderate income kids wow. and their families. Wow. So that, we're very excited about that's that. That's huge. That's huge. And again, that that is available July 10th. So we're obviously live with this uh, podcast uh, prior to July 10th. But if you happen to be listening after July 10th, then you'll know that the program is already up and running. And uh, uh, that website is not live before July 10th. But on July 10th and after, you can uh, can find it there. We're talking with James Gillespie, director of Healthy Minds Fairfax. And uh, we kind of started off the show with a very interesting and startling statistic that uh, hopefully has kept you around and listening to this conversation as we're diving into the Healthy Minds Fairfax uh, program. But James, before we continue talking more about that, a little bit about you, 
James Gillespie. Who, who is James Gillespie and how did you get to, to work with Fairfax County? Sure. Uh, I'm actually a Fairfax County native. Wow. You're, or, one, you're one of the few, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, not actually a native. We came here when I was 10. Oh, okay. Uh, but I lived in the South County area off of Telegraph Road, grew up down there. And for the last 25 years, I've lived in the city of Fairfax. But for most of that time, I was working for Prince William County and Loudoun County in child welfare and children's mental health. Okay. And then 10 years ago, I had the opportunity to come back to my own community and, uh, and begin working in children's mental health here. And that has been very gratifying yeah. to be here in the place I grew up, to be able to contribute to my community. Yeah. For the last three years, I've been the director of Healthy Minds Fairfax. And then very recently, I've had the opportunity to take on youth and family services for the community services wow. board. Wow. What was it that it sounds like this has been kind of your lifelong area, you know, working with, with kids? And what was it about that that made it so interesting to you or enticing to, to enter that field? That's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when I was really young, I found the issues challenging. I found them enjoyable to work with, mm-hmm. very challenging. I like working with the clients. And then as I got older and became a parent myself, it really came home more and more to me as mm-hmm. I faced the challenging of challenges of being a parent and a father and a, and a family member. Yeah. Then it be- really became home and I became more and more personally motivated to make mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. And now that my kids are college age, I have a little bit more time and I really want to spend the rest of my career mm-hmm. helping out all those families in our community who are struggling yeah. with kids who have mental health issues. Yeah. It's got to be stressful for the kid, the young adult, the, the teen that has a mental health issue. But it also has to be stressful for the family, the, 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 the moms, the dads, the caregivers, the aunts, the uncles. Talk a little bit about that and, and the Healthy Minds Fairfax program. It is very stressful for parents of kids with mental health issues. Typically, they miss a lot of work. They're often called into the schools for emergencies. Mm. It's very difficult to navigate our complicated public and private system to get services. Since 2015, we've instituted a support service for parents of kids with mental health issues. In partnership with NAMI Northern Virginia, we provide support partners Uh, to help families who are struggling with their kids who have mental health issues. Support partners are veteran parents Mm -hmm. who have had experience parenting kids with mental health issues. They've received special training, Mm -hmm. and then they're paired with families who are struggling with kids with mental health issues. So they provide guidance and advocacy and support and information. There's no cost to the service. It's provided all over the county. It's, on, it's open to any family of a child with a mental health or a substance use issue. And you can learn more about that by contacting NAMI Northern Virginia at their direct line. That's 571-458-7310. It's also available on the NAMI website. And again, that there's no cost to that service, no income eligibility. Wow. And that's being provided courtesy of the Virginia Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Services 
and the Federal Substance Abuse Mental Health Administration wow. to a grant. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, kind of continuing with this, is there any advice that you might have for parents on how they can maybe keep their kids uh, kind of emotionally and, and, and mentally healthy, if you will? Yes, so there's been a lot of re- recent research in that area, and it really points to five things that parents can do. Mm. One, be available to help. Make that time available to be there for your child. Secondly, know their whereabouts. Know where they are. As they get older, that gets harder and harder. But as a parent, you have a right to that. And you're also sending a message to your child that their safety is important to you. Third, involve them in family decision-making. While the parents are in charge of the family and have the right to make final decisions, involve your kids, have family conferences and councils. Even if it's about things like, where do we go on vacation? Or what are we gonna do this Sunday? The more you can involve them in decision-making, the more empowered they feel, the more they trust you. Show all family members respect. You're the model. If you show respect to your children, to your spouse, to your other family members, you show them that that's how we treat each other. That, that makes them feel safe. That makes them feel secure in the home, home. And lastly, communicate clear disapproval of drug and alcohol use. I think we have maybe different opinions about drug and alcohol use among adults. But among kids, it's clear drug and alcohol use among kids is harmful to them, should be discouraged. And as a parent, if you deliver that message clearly and honestly to them, they are much more likely to uh, either abstain or delay their use of those substances. Mm. Those are some five powerful steps right there. I mean, if, if folks will just write that down, put it on their wall or a note board or whatever, and just kind of look at that every once in a while and remember those five steps, I think, I mean, those are great keys to great parenting all around, I think. In the fall, we're going to be putting out a messaging campaign about just this. Wow. Awesome. Simple things that parents and coaches and other people in the community to support vulnerable kids in this community. Mm-hmm. Simple messages out on social media, out to, the, out to folks about what they can do. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's not always specialized treatment. Mm-hmm. A lot of times preventing these issues is about engaging with your families, supporting your families, doing some very simple things that sometimes when we get very busy, we forget to do. Right. If you don't mind, very quickly, just repeat those five again. Sure. Be available to help. Know your children's whereabouts. Involve them in family decision-making. Show all family members respect and communicate clear disapproval of drug and alcohol use. Mm. Very powerful. And if you need to hit that little rewind button as you're listening to this podcast, please do listen to that again. Let it sink in. Write it down if you need to. Talking with James Gillespie on the County Conversation. Jim, just about a minute or so left. We have neglected to talk about, we've kind of highlighted a couple of times, but Healthy Minds Fairfax, uh, a partnership with the Fairfax County Public Schools, the Community Services Board. I want to let you talk about that partnership just a little bit more before we wrap up. Sure. Um, 
We partner with all elements of the community that can be helpful. Our community services board is a provider of direct treatment services and emergency services for kids and families and adults. And in a minute, I'm going to tell you how to access that. Mm -hmm. Our public school system plays a huge role in supporting kids and families in this community. As a matter of fact, as a parent, if you're worried about what's happening with your child or youth, contacting your school counselor or social worker or psychologist is a great first step. Our mental health provider community uh, wants to come to the table with us. At given hour is a good example of that. And lastly, we have what are called family-run organizations in the community. NAMI Northern Virginia, which is National Association for Mental Illness, they are an organization all run by consumers of mental health services and their families, Autism Society of Northern Virginia. When we all come together, we can make for a community that supports kids and families. Mm. I did want to send a message to those parents who are worried that their child has a serious mental issue, mental health issue right now and what they can do. Mm-hmm. First of all, I would suggest take your child to their pediatrician. Sometimes mental and emotional issues have a medical component and it's important to get a screen out for that. Mm. For information about the mental health and substance abuse services offered by the Community Services Board, call Entry and Referral at 703-383-8500, or you can go directly to the Maryfield Center for a screening Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. For emergency help, contact Community Services Board Emergency Mental Health Services at any time of the day or night at 703-573-5679, or go directly to the Maryfield Center. And of course, call 911 if the situation is immediately Mm life-threatening. A lot of great numbers and resources there. Again, if you need to hit that 30-second rewind button to uh, to catch all those numbers, feel free to do that. And James or Jim will let you end up with a uh, contact information for uh, Healthy, Fi- uh, Healthy Minds Fairfax if folks need to get uh, more information about the program. Sure. Feel free to go to the Healthy Minds Fairfax homepage on the county website or call us directly at 703-324-324. 8111. All right. Again, go to fairfaxcounty.gov. If you need to, just in the search bar, put Healthy Minds Fairfax, and that uh, should bring you up to that page, or 703-324-8111 if you want to call that number, and you can even get some of those other resources that Jim mentioned earlier. Jim, uh, again, thanks for being with us on the podcast. A lot of great information to share here, and hopefully uh, folks that need it will take advantage of it. Thank you, Jim. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Glad to have you here with us. Jim Gillespie, Director of Healthy Minds Fairfax, with us on the County Conversation. If you need to get more news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.